Dear listener, if you're here to listen to our second episode, what the fuck is wrong with you? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another giant shit show. This is our second episode. If you haven't heard our first episode, go listen. And if you have listened to the first episode and you made it here, how the fuck did you tolerate that one? Even I didn't, couldn't listen up until the end. What the fuck? Do you, do you have any idea how long it took me to edit that shit? What do you mean you didn't listen to it till the end? Okay, I, I am. I'm just kidding, man. Don't kill me now. Because, and I'm saying that because I know you can kill me. Yo, fuck you. I'm like 5,000 kilometers away. I would, I would slit your throat. I would put it on your chest. I would dance around your dead body. Okay, you do, you do realize that everything you say in this podcast can and will be used against you in a court of law. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> the second episode, uh, in this second episode, we have a very good guest. He's a good friend of mine. If you heard the last joke, you might probably think he's not, but he's actually a very good person. He's a good friend of me and Fatame. He's also a medical student. And his name is probably Forrest. I'm like 80% sure. So Forrest, tell me about yourself. You feeling good? I am feeling good. Like, this is the third attempt. I know it's supposed to like be, you know, it's supposed to sound like it's from the first attempt and it's so, you know, it's so effortless, but we struggled with the audio. Yes, exactly. Do you think all this? You think all this fabulous comes from first tries? No. It takes it takes time and tr- many tries. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, tell us tell us about yourself a little. Like who are you? What is Forrest? Oh man. Oh, I hate that question so much. I hate that question so much because it makes me overthink. Like I forget who I am. I know, man. It's like, you know, when you go somewhere and they're like, tell me about yourself. And I'm like, I don't know, bitch. Do you want to know the favorite color or the childhood trauma? That question is such a broad question that you don't know how to answer. But like, let me let me make it more specific, man. How? Okay. It's such Okay. How are you doing right now? I am doing well right now. A little stressed because it's the first week of university and I already feel like I'm two weeks behind. But other than that, I am fine. So the second episode is going to be mainly about a very bad disease called ADHD. Attention, attention Deficiency Hyperactive Disorder, which uh, coincidentally me and Forrest have. But Forrest's is a bit more advanced than mine, so we thought that he would be a good guest. Of course, he's a good person. That's the main reason we invited him. Like, don't doubt me. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I, uh, but we thought that because actually many people are diagnosed with this uh, disease, but you know the psychiatrists they give you the scientific part, and I think here we are trying to show them uh, a more uh, human aspect, maybe how we deal with it on a daily basis. And uh, because me and Fatima have, sorry, me and Forrest have this disease, Fatima has some questions that you would ask us. So go on. So as Forrest exposed us, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm going to be asking my questions again. So yeah, the first question I had was, 
what does this ADHD mean to you? Like, I know it's attention deficient hyperactivity disorder, whatever. Like, how do you put it in a phrase? And if you can, what does the abbreviation like letter by letter mean to you? For me, it is just like a constant state of internal unrest. Like you're always, you always feel like you're on the edge. Um, and that translates sometimes to having restless legs or, you know, doing stuff with your fingers, doing stuff with your body, like not being at rest. Um, like for me, the abbreviation is, I don't know, like attention, that's attention. Uh, the deficient part that is, like, it's not the lack of concentration or the lack of attention. It's just the inability to direct it into something productive. Uh, the hyperact the hyperactivity is hyperactivity. Like every like anyone that knows me knows that I'm very hyperactive, uh, and a disorder is you know what my life is right now. Yeah, everything Forrest said is the complete truth. As I might have told you guys before in our old house living there for like eight years we had a carpet a circular carpet right um and by the time we were moving out of the house we had to throw that carpet out because there was a track on it like literally tracks on it of me walking on it so much and my theory on that is that for us who have adhd hyperactivity um it calms us down it's, it occupies a part of our brain so we can think more clearly it's like eight, having ADHD is like having five voices in your head talking at the same time at all times. Like if someone, if, if a normal person has to put like 50% of their will, right, to sit down and study for one hour, me and Forrest, people like us, have to put down like 80 or 90 to just sit down. Sounds really draining, honestly. You get tired. Like you get tired from the moment you wake up you feel that you're already done. But that's true for like a lot of people in our age. Like, woke up like this, done. But that's just because most of our people in our generation are weak ass bitches. No, no, it's not that, it's not that. I actually love the fact that this generation is one of the first generations that are really open about mental health. And it is such a nice thing because mental health should not be something that one should be ashamed of. It should be something that's discussed and, you know, it, the first step into fixing whatever problem you have is to admitting that you have a problem. Yes, of course. Now, I completely understand that, but I agree. But on, on the other hand, you have to, you, you, you've probably seen it. Like, sometimes they take it too far. And... It's really that's or like problem. flexing with your depression. Yeah, but the thing is that you have to have it. Like it's really hard to draw a line uh, of what is really mental health, mental health problems, and what is really whining like a bitch. And we obviously everyone is depressed in this era. Like everyone is fucking depressed. But for example, me, Forrest, Fatima, we still like are functioning. We go to school. We do this. We do that. We don't let that like fuck us up. And I don't, don't get me wrong, people who have a problem should get help, but the point is they should try to get better. Just wallowing in your sorrows and say, oh, I can't do anything. Oh, I, 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 have to do, I can't do anything. I have to sit there and cry. Like, crying is okay. 
like sitting down and resting is okay. But what is not okay is being still in one place, one point in your life and refuse to move because you have a mental problem. So it's like, as you said, Mohan, you do deal with ADHD. So yeah, I'm just trying to get more. I want to know how does it affect your every like everyday life, your daily life? Like, what's, what's something that you have to struggle every day with? Where do I start? Where do I start? Um, like I'm always disorganized. Uh, I forget a lot of things. Like my memory is really good. It's highly selective, but really good when it comes to unimportant things. Like I, I joke about it, but it's actually kind of true. I say like, uh, I remember everything an attractive girl tells me. And I actually do. And I don't need that information. The best, the worst way I can describe it is really one giant shit show, man. Like, it's it's like chaotic. It's like being in a chaotic world in your mind, having five voices in your head, talking and talking and talking. Like, it's just so fucking chaotic. Like, in, and it affects every aspect of your life, your to- uh, your social life, your uh, school life, your relationships even. And it's really mm, draining a lot of times. But but the good thing about it is that it also helps. It also makes some of your life better. For example, ADHD people are usually good at multitasking, or uh, they are like you know multi-dimensional people. Like they have many talents. For example, uh, I don't know what to say. But like for me at least, I get bored a lot, so I read Wikipedia. Like I have the Wikipedia app on my phone, so whenever I get bored, I read about like the Iranian Revolution of 1979 or anything like. No, yeah, like how would you how would you say like what would you say are the good things? Like, give me a list of the good things about having ADHD. Like I read about a lot of things and I remember them even though they're not important. And then I use that to talk to people. Like I am a jack of all trades, but master of none. Like both, I know that both of you are very energetic and like, I would say you're fun to be around, like loud and really bold. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's actually the perfect thing to describe us. Uh, another good thing, the, for, the thing for us is completely to, we get bored really fast. Like when I say really fast, I mean really fast. That is good and bad in some senses. Uh, for example, good is that you kind of uh, can find your real friends because if your friends are not up your speed, you will definitely like cu- like instantly drop them because you literally can't tolerate them. So usually you end up with good friends. Interesting friends. Uh, and the bad thing is that, well, <laughs> a lot of people will hate you. The thing is that people's problems are like both me and Forrest are, we are not bad listeners. We are actually good listeners. But when someone comes to us with the same problem over and over and over and over, and we, we every time, the first second or the first three times, we say, say, them, say to them the same thing. And they do it over and over again. We just can't tolerate it anymore. No, I have. No, I have to agree with Mahan. He said that like really eloquently. Um, that's exactly it. Like I do not. I don't shut up. I cannot shut up. 
every time I'm in a social setting, I am talking and I am talking and I am talking. And then I get hurt when someone tells me, can you just like not talk for a while? I get hurt. No, but like they, they do it for a good reason. I talk a lot. So like when you approach someone and you start talking to them, like what percentage of whatever that's coming to your, coming out of your mouth and it's in your body gesture is ADHD and what percentage is like Mahan or Fares? I would say uh, 80%. Uh, no, no. I would say 60% me, 40% ADHD. The thing is that for the initiation, the, uh, the ADHD helps a lot. Because it, it really literally forces you to be a little more extroverted because you are hyperactive. But when you go into the conversation, the first few phases of the conversation is up to you. But as you go on and go on, you get past that, you know, you know that weird first phase of conversation. Hi, I'm Mahan. How are you doing? What do you study? You know what I mean? <laughs> After you get past on and past that phase, you get into the deep phase or, you know, you talk about real shit. You talk about what you're passionate about. You talk about what you like, so on and so forth. That's when the ADHD kicks in. Damn. How do you deal with ADHD and, like, school work, specifically medical school? Like, how did you bring your ADHD into it? Uh, self-medication self-medication uh, are you are you okay with saying like what do you what do you use are you prescribed or oh no it's it's just it's just like obscene amounts of nicotine and caffeine uh okay so the thing is that adhd as i said has a lot of levels for example i do not self-medicate because my father told me no fuck no you are not self-medicating but uh, okay fatima you know that uh, pills some of the students use ritalin yeah exactly that pill was uh, basically created for people like us. It is the first line of treatment for ADHD. But but it is an amphetamine derivative. Like, it is an amphetamine derivative. And, for example, Adderall in the U.S., it is literally medical-grade amphetamines given to kids. But that's, that's it. Like, uh, for... Okay... You know, since we're talking, since we started talking about medication and pills, um, like when if someone that is neurotypical or relatively normal uh, takes an amphetamine, like uh, you know, speed or MDMA or anything, they get like super hyped up and super, you know, anxious. Sometimes anxious, hyperactive. If I would do it, I would just turn normal my baseline is very low so that if, you know, instead of getting high, I just get medium. And like, I have not tried amphetamines. I've only tried, uh, like I've only taken prescribed Ritalin for a while. And then my heart just said, no, <laughs> like I found out that I had a, a pre-existing like heart condition that gave me tachycardia. It, I've since fixed it. Like, because that, like that pill, the first, like the first time I took it, I cried. I actually cried because for once in my life, I experienced this calm and tranquility and peace in my head that I have not experienced like for 21 years. And it was such an amazing thing. Like I, 
the first day that I took it, I was, uh, <laughs> I woke up, I was going to shower. I looked at my bathtub and I was like, you know, I can clean it and then shower. And then I cleaned it and then I was like, okay, since I'm already sweaty, I might as well clean the kitchen, the rest of the toilet, vacuum. Like I did everything in one day that I was procrastinating for <laughs> weeks. No, it gives me like it gives me motivation. Like it just because I don't have motivation in general. That's what ADHD people kind of have. Like they're always portrayed as lazy, but in reality, we just don't have the motivation because it is reliant on dopamine, which we don't have much of. It's like this. For example, when you uh, want to do something, right? You try to focus your attention to doing something, and motivation comes. Correct. Okay, for us, the attention is so, so dispersed, so wild, and we, we don't have enough attention to have motivation to do something. For example, if a normal person, as far as said, if a normal person takes Ritalin, Adderall, so on and so forth, they will get hyped up, they get super focused, right? But if people like me or Forrest take it, we, we, we will just go and be at the level of a normal person, the focus. No, but the thing that sucks is that I kind of found out that most of my personality was derived from ADHD because when I was on Ritalin, I was boring. Like, not boring, but less hyperactive than I was before. But I would still, like, say interesting things, but not at that frequency. Like, I didn't regurgitate, like, regurgitate everything. I was just, you know, normal. But normal is, again, very subjective. One man's normal is another man's abnormal. But it made me, like, it made me an adult. It actually made me grow up mentally four years. In just half an hour after I took the pill, I grew up four years. I was more mature. I was, you know, I was mature. I was, I was acting my age instead of this 16-year-old that I'm acting now. The reality is that the reason we are usually so interesting, we are so energetic, uh, is ADHD like the thing is that it's there's good things and bad things to it right for example like the truth of the, the reality of the matter is uh, ADHD people are not meant to go to med school because in med school you have to just sit down and study correct but uh, we are here we are doing it like we have it is true that we have to put in much more effort than a normal person to be in med school but the other the other part is that we are also uh, very energetic. We usually are fun people. I'm not saying I'm fun. I'm just saying that ADHD people are usually fun to be around because they are energetic. They light up the room, uh, so on and so forth. And I believe that at the end, it's worth it. But as I said, ADHD has levels and someone who has a much higher level advanced ADHD might not agree with me. But uh, at my level, at least, I think it's worth it. I have another question. It, it might sound a little sensitive you're free to like close it um have you ever like been bullied because of it or like taken really harsh notes of like people just coming to you and say like dude you suck or like what the fuck is on with you like like anything that is actually bullying or or like ever close to bullying have you ever experienced it okay forest you can take this one yes Okay, in elementary school, I was, like, A, I was 10 years old, you know, fresh off the boat, so to speak. Like, I was, you know, very fresh off the boat. I was just 
like I just arrived to Norway and I didn't know the language. I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything. And my skin color looked different because I was in a very, like very small town. It was predominantly and still is predominantly white. So I was always excluded from like games in general. And like, because I did not know how to cope with it. Like I saw that everyone else was a little bit more mature than me. Like I, I, you, I'm still acting like a like I still act like a child, um, sometimes, or don't act my age. Okay, Forrest, Forrest, I have to disagree with you. I have to disagree with you because that's actually the thought. That's actually the main picture they have of ADHD people. But actually, it's not true. I know Forrest. I know myself, and me myself have been had had been told, right? Okay, we have been told that we act like a child sometimes, but that's just because we are energetic. And honestly speaking, I feel like when humans grow up in general, they lose that spark they had when they were a child, right? But if you get into a deep conversation with me or Forrest, you will, you will definitely instantly find out that our emotional and in, in intelligence is far beyond a child, right? The only reason they say that or they act like that is because when we act in a social manner, superficial manner, we have that spark, energetic spark that most children have. And that's why they think us in that think of us in that way. No, but for example, like that's that's how kids make friends so easily. Uh, they have that spark and people with like me and you, we still have that spark so we can easily like socialize with people. Like, what is your favorite color? Do you want to be friends? Well, it's it's that easy. Like, when you're a child, it is that easy to make friends. But after a while, it gets very complicated. Like, you need to, you know, like, subscribe to a one form of clothing or, you know, listen to the same band, have the same interests, instead of, like, loving the same color. Mm? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you like this band, you suck. Yeah. If you'd like this man, you suck. If you like this thing, you're good. If you wear black, I like you. If you wear brown, I don't like you. Like you subscribe to what you like and think that, yeah, that's me. I have doing this. But that, that I think that shouldn't be the case. Like, yeah. And it stops you from finding your own like style, your own personality, because you just want to fit in. You have, you have thinkings. You have way of, ways of thinking that are not even yours. Like, when your personality is being shaped in your teenage years, you might have one cool friend and that told you black is the best color. Then you choose, oh yeah, I'm going to wear black from now on. Everything but black is bad, so on and so forth. And you lose the fact, lose that spark that you can make friends with anyone. You can find that one common thing, be energetic, be friendly, have a smile, and you can befriend anyone. That doesn't mean you won't have enemies. That doesn't mean that you like everyone. No, there's a lot of that I do not dislike, but I can confidently say that there is not one person on this earth that I hate because there is no reason for that. Like, remember, when you were a child, you do hate someone, but you know, it's not a normal thing for a child to hate someone. Hating people develops when we grow up, there's a reason for that. So, as time goes on and you've like grown 
Uh, have you ever been told or has it ever occurred to yourself that like, and I can ask this specifically from you that uh, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't do med school. Like maybe medical community is not for me. Have you ever thought about it like that? Or has anybody told you that, ooh, with ADHD, are you sure you want to like go to med school? Actually, the thing is that ADHD people can actually make very good doctors if they get past that three or the first three or four years of studying. Because yes, studying is hard, right? For us, it's really especially hard for us. But if we get past that period because we are very social people and we can... Uh, relate to people very easily we actually make good doctors because a doctor is not only knowledge being a doctor means that you have to cooperate you have to understand your patient and so on and so forth that's what i think what about you first empathy um it has occurred to me once or twice that you know maybe this is not for me but then i always fall back like fall back into the interest by reading something interesting and then suddenly I'm like no this is for me like this is for me it actually brings me joy to read about this kind of things but but you, you like you have this this image of doctors that they're really you know mature silent like quiet like have you ever seen a, a doctor that like clowns around there's actually a movie about that Yeah, have you seen the movie? It's called the uh, fuck. It's Robin Williams. Uh, what the the Patch Adams one? Yeah. Let me let me. Uh, oh yeah 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 yeah. Patch Adams. Watch that movie. You will definitely like Patch Adams. Yeah, exactly. It's, Patch Adams is literally a doctor who has ADHD. A doctor who has ADHD will be like most likely be like Patch Adams because they, if they have the knowledge, of course, because he was very smart. Uh, if they have the knowledge and you are very relatable, as you can see in the movie, and the movie is purely correct. Like, I can totally tell you that 90% of the thing is that movie is completely correct because because we can relate to people really easily but, and we don't just see them as patients, we see them as friends. So we can actually help them not just in a medical way, but in a psychological way as well. What about you, Paris? Anything to add? No, no. Like I said that Mahan, Mahan said it well and no. I didn't have anything to add. So, Do you know any person that has ADHD and you like look up to them and like you think that, oh, like, yeah, damn, they have ADHD as well and they're like doing this cool thing or that cool thing. And like, do you have anybody who can, who you can like look up to? Oh, damn. I actually cannot think of anyone. Can you think of anyone, Mahan? I mean, I can think of you too. Ah, stop. You stop that. Oh, that, that's so nice. Stop that. Actually, there is one person that I really like. Uh, you know Michael Flip, uh, uh, Phelps, right? Oh, yeah, the swimmer guy? Yeah, yeah. He, he actually has ADHD. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, actually, I like Michael Phelps because he actually overcame his ADHD. I don't know if you know this, but Michael Phelps uh, swims six hours every day. Just six hours, but every day. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas, if it's like fucking holiday, if it's his ch- uh, wife's fucking anniversary. It doesn't matter. He will swim six hours a day. So 
that just I really like him because he overcame his ADHD and became a very successful person. And I think if one person was able to do it, we all can. Yes, I agree. I really agree. Like the the persistence is something that I envy people for having. Like they're being persistent towards achieving their goals instead of just giving up like halfway. Yeah, the thing is that that tells you that ADHD, yes, it's a very, it's a, it's a hard thing to overcome, but it can be done. The same, yeah, exactly. The same can be said with every most, I can say most of other psychological disorders. But like you can't say, you know, pull yourself by the bootstraps and do it yourself because you need help. Like with help, you can overcome everything. Just knowing what it is can really help you be aware of it, at least. Faris, for the next one minute, the stage is yours. Say whatever, like whatever, plug anything. Oh, no, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Why are you putting me on the spot like that? It needs to be, you know, it needs to be a give and take. Just give me, give me some foundation. No, but give me some foundation for a joke. Like, you know, build a foundation so that I can. <laughs> okay, guys, this, this got a bit depressing. Deep. It was a very good ride, but I think it's time to wrap up this episode. And actually, last time I didn't do this, but this time I'm going to do it. I would like to thank Fatima because uh, I'm just the talker here. Friend, uh, the guests, thank you very much. But the thing is that all the edit and all the work that goes on this podcast all the credit goes to Fatima and I actually want to thank her for putting on putting in this much effort her answer is you're welcome or thank you Fatima I, I do not take compliment very well ah uh, same um, same two years ago this girl in the elevator told me that's a nice jacket and I answered happy birthday so <laughs> oh, for me it's like when I get compliments I always reply with fuck you why are you lying? Yeah, exactly. Fatima, you have no idea how much effort I had to put in just to try to change this work, this fucking habit of his. Like, I swear to God, I would say, like, damn, your haircut is on point today. And he's like, fuck you. But thanks. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You are the reason that I started this project because I, I thought about it for a very long time, but, like, you came around and I actually did it physically. So yeah, thanks to you too. And thanks to Faris for tolerating us <laughs> and talking about something serious. I enjoyed this. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, as I said, the main point of the, the, this episode, really, if this episode, in my opinion, helps one person deal with ADHD better, our mission is accomplished because for us who went through this and had to figure out everything on our own, we know that it's a very hard journey. And if you're listening to this and you ask yourself the same questions we did, uh, please get some help. Help always is wonderful. You cannot and will not do this alone. It's going to be very hard. Just get some help. Even if it's a friend, start with a friend. And the thing you have to know is that this can be overcome. And that's my part. And you guys just... Say what you want. Now I need to think of something profound to like out profound Mahan's thing. Ah, it was, it was good. It was good. It was hella decent.
He wasn't that good. Fuck. It's a message we're trying to get. Get get help, basically. Like, not get help, but like, if you feel like you're, you know, a plastic bag drifting through the wind, wanting to start again, (laughs) try first, like, identify your problems. And if you feel like your problems are severe enough to warrant, you know, therapy because like you cannot go wrong with therapy for ev- like for anything depression go adhd go just feeling sad sometimes do it like therapy always helps mm-hmm. it always helps you cannot go wrong with going to a therapist thank you for having me <laughs> damn thanks Boris and mohan for getting dropping all these knowledge And also thank you to all 62 listeners who listened to our first episode of our podcast. I'm 100% sure that it wouldn't go more than 10, but you guys surprised us. And like I checked the analytics of Fuzzsprout and it's from everywhere in the world, which is, <laughs> that that's just a good thing about having international friends. Uh, we will continue being on only on Buzzsprout for a while because getting verification from actual podcasting apps will take a little bit of time, but hopefully from our next episode, we will be available on CastBox and Spotify. So just, well, the only place that you can actually get notification from us right now is directly through me or Mahan, but we'll keep you updated because I'm pretty sure for a very long time you are still going to be the people who actually know us so it's fine uh, the email is going to be on every episode description as well tell us what you think or tell us specifically to me or Mahan you probably know our Instagram handles but if you don't mine is Fatima here all one after another and Fatima without an H so feel free And yeah, thank you to everybody who makes this shit going. Okay then. So uh, as as always, thank you for listening. Give us your feedback because we really need it. Because at the end of the day, we are just normal people trying to, you know, have some fun. To be honest. And uh, as always, have a good day, night, or evening, and goodbye. This is Fatima Mohan and Farah signing off, and this is One Giant Shit Show.